y'all. Welcome to Sharpen, where no matter the conversation, we always seem to whittle life down to what matters most. And like every time today, we hope that as you hang out with us, you will be inspired to do the same. I am Nicole Payne. To my right is Natyra Blount. To my left is Lynn Rue. And to her left is Danielle Perry. And today's topic is faith and mental health. And we're going to start out with some answers to a couple of social media posts that I put online to kind of put some feelers out there to see where people are and what people are thinking around the two. So the first question I put out on social media is what comes to mind when you hear faith and mental health? A series of answers. The first answer was that it's a necessary combo. The second answer is that it's a blurry conversation. There's lots of debate around it. More conversations are being had. It's healthy to talk about the relationship between mental health and faith uh, because God wants us to be balanced body, soul, and spirit. And there was another response about this question that said faith and mental health can go in so many different directions. It's definitely a necessary conversation between, no, it's definitely a necessary conversation because the world is waiting on us as believers to be stable so that we can lead it out of darkness. Mental clarity rooted in God's word is critical. And then there's another response, and these responses are from men and women, seasoned and younger. The other uh, response to this question is, in my generation, there was no conversation about the two, it was faith, period, period. <clears throat> I see the need for the mental health piece. For the last few years, I've had conversations with my daughter and others about why the mental health conversation is so, is so needed in today's time. Mm -hmm. We needed it also, meaning her generation back in the day needed it, but because of old mindsets and lack of understanding, we avoided the subject. It was looked at as you were not spiritual enough and she said, I think this will be a good discussion to have. Mm -hmm. And then there was a second question that I put out. And that is, what are some deterrents to going to therapy? One response came back, says, some things need to remain in the past. Mm -hmm. Another response is, society, fear of opening old wounds. Another response, being in a vulnerable, being in a vulnerable place, focus on, focusing <coughs> on being judged by the outside world, versus being healed on the inside. Mm -hmm. And the last response to the question about deterrence to, to going to therapy is a habit of suppressing everything. Having been in the mental health field for years, this person, when uh, they had to make a decision about going to therapy or not, they did not want to sit on the other side of therapy. Mm -hmm. They had been in the mental health profession for years, did not want to be the receiver. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, but that person also said that now that they have selected going to therapy, mm -hmm. therapy ain't half bad. That's how they say it. <laughs> <laughs> therapy ain't half bad. Might take two therapists over one. That's mm -hmm. what they said. Um, so those were, those were nice to receive. Now, among us for girls today, we're going to, to talk around some guiding questions as well. Okay. All right. And the first... Uh, guiding question or guiding piece is let's talk about the stigma that's been around receiving mental health services. We can talk about it 
you know, the stigma in general and particularly the stigma in the church. Okay. And anybody who wants to jump in can go. Mm-hmm. I'll start. Okay. I think in general for years it's been only crazy people go right. to get therapy. Um, and even in movies it's portrayed that, or it used to be portrayed that way. Like you always saw those people who were really um, just psychologically just all messed up. They were the ones who needed a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the church goes, um, and granted it's changed, it's changed now. Like mm-hmm. it's more, um, you see, you know, you hear about mental health is more prevalent now. Um, it's not shunned as much anymore. You know, people are a lot more open to it. Um, in the church, I think it's still, um, depending on the church, cause I, I, I won't speak for every church, but maybe a large population of churches are still coming into the knowledge of the importance of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think one of the responses you gave was, um, you know, it's just faith, like just faith all day. You know, we don't, we don't touch the, the mental side of it. We just talk about faith and we talk about the, the spiritual aspect of it all. So I think, um, you know, some churches are beginning to embrace mental health more and the importance of therapy, whereas other churches are still kind of like, no, there's no need for that. You know, um, God is, is all we need. Um, and God is all we need. Uh, but I think we as a whole church, as a body are needing to come into the realization more of the fact that God wants us to be mentally healthy. Um, and there's an aspect, not just the spiritual aspect, but there's the mental aspect that he wants us to also focus on. And so if that means going to get therapy, then I believe that he's okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, being led to what therapists to go to and what therapists to, to, you know, um, to receive from. But, um, as I'm learning more about it, I think that God is absolutely okay with it because he wants us to be whole mentally. Um, that's my response. I think many of us, um, um, from a church standpoint, I wasn't raised in the church, but, um, I've been there for a little while now at Mm -hmm. this point, most of my adult life. But um, we think about um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Mm-hmm. And we take that sound mind portion and um, anything that we deem to be outside of that. Well, you know, that's not God. Mm-hmm. And if you, if, you, if you have God, then you got a sound mind, period. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget. Okay, so the word sound, when you're thinking about it as, as an adjective, as a descriptive word, it means in good condition. Mm-hmm. But good condition isn't the same for everything. Right. So when I um, thought about someone older who gets a surgery, it's different from when, if, if uh, someone who's in their 30s gets a surgery, the way you recover, um, how long it takes you. Um, but you will say that 70-year-old person um, is, is in good condition after having that surgery, but they won't be in, the, the 30-year-old can probably go to the grocery store mm. a couple days later. The 70-year-old is going to need more time. Mm-hmm. If you have a person who's been through trauma, their good condition of mind was going to be different from a child who did not experience the same type of trauma or an adult who didn't experience the same trauma mm-hmm. in their childhood. And I think we take that sound mind and think that it means the same thing for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just, just like it, it just doesn't. 
it doesn't. It and and you know, if you get, you know, like my my 07 Odyssey, my my 2007 is in good condition. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But it ain't running like your new vehicle. Mm -hmm. It's 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 two two different two different things, but I'm very satisfied cuz I know I'm driving an 07. Now, if I was driving a 2017 and it had the same little kinks as my 07, we got problems. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So, you know, my car, my van is going to need different a different type of care than than yes. than yours would cuz mm -hmm. yours is newer mm -hmm. and it's different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we we put everybody on the same field. It's not fair. It's just not a fair yeah. comparison. You right. can't compare someone who lost their father um, or someone who was abandoned by their father to someone who grew up with their father. Right. You just can't it's not you can't expect her or him to have the same reactions to to life right. Mm -hmm. as you would. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it, it's just we, we like that. to compare people that aren't on the same plane. Right. And that sound mind we take it and we just generalize it. Yeah. I and then, you know, agree. we were like, you don't, you don't need all that. You don't. Yeah. But yes. this girl does. Right. Come on. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. right. That's good. That, that definitely was good. Um, I think, <clears throat> too, when we think about it from a societal standpoint outside of the church, mm -hmm. um, pre it, it wasn't portrayed as a helping tool either. Okay. Um, especially in the um, entertainment industry. It was portrayed as, oh, we locking you up. Um, we're trying to keep you from harming society as opposed to how do we help you get along in society. So now, you know, you and again, what uh, Danny was saying, you um, it's the bug eyed person. And we putting you in a straight jacket mm -hmm. so that you can give yourself a hug every day. Mm -hmm. And um, we're all, we're also medicating you so that, and, and I'm not saying that medication isn't necessary, but so that we can calm you. So again, you can get along, you can get along in society and that's necessary, but it's so that, um, so, so you'll be acceptable to society. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think I'm trying to say that right. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily as a helping tool. Well, let me deal with, let, let's deal with what's going on with you. Let's get to the roots of that. It was just, no, we just want you to be able to, you know, function. So, mm -hmm. um, not let's talk about what has brought you to this particular point. Um, I think from the church's standpoint, like Natara was saying, it's a sound mind, it's a blanket. And then also, a lot of times it was, it was demonic, mm -hmm. you know? The That's the two. Yeah, you know, it's a demonic reason. We just need to put the word on it. You need to fast. You need to throw some oil on it. Stand you down that altar and shamanamana and hananana and all of that other stuff. And then, you know, you, you come up and, and you good. So, I, I again, I think it's a, it's it was it's a matter of let's just throw the word on it as opposed to let's get to the root. Mm -hmm. What exactly is happening? Yes, mm -hmm. put the word on it. Absolutely. You know, you have to, um, because continual repetition and reading and studying of the word eventually, you know, it it does eventually transform your mind, transforms mm -hmm. your actions. Um, but I think a lot of times it's like we we just we we want to be surfacey, you know. Mm -hmm. We we just we and we want to hurry up and get things over real quick, right. yeah. as opposed to 
This yeah. is going to be a, a process. process. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's true. This we like it quick. We like, like it quick. quick. Let's yeah. rip that Band-Aid off. Oh, right. okay. You good? You good? Right, I'm go. good. Yeah. Let's it's throw that dirt on it. Let's get it moving. Taboo. Exactly. Right, like this. Or that have been taboo like this. We we want to hurry hurry up so that we can be able to say, oh, you know, I was having that struggle, but I'm over it now. Yeah. I'm great. I'm good, mm -hmm. you know. Won't he do it? I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm through. Now, you know what, though? Um, <laughs> I heard a, a mental health uh, professional who is a believer mm -hmm. draw distinction between our mind and our brain. Mm. And when I think, and hello, y'all, we are not. Mental health, <laughs> mental You're health not. professionals. Let's say that right here. You understand? Mm -hmm. But um, I, I'm thinking about you know when when we have the if you say I have the mind I had a mind to slap you across your face right now. Mm -hmm. That means I am thinking my mindset, my train of thought is telling me to do this because of whatever. Right. Right. But the brain is the organ, right? That um, that seems to that has a great deal to do with mindset, obviously, right? When, you know, things are happening um, in our brain, for example, if we touch something, right, there's there's signals that, that go from, I don't know which way it goes, but there's signals between the brain <laughs> to the and hand. The, the hand. <laughs> yes, you understand? Yes. I don't know if it go from the hand to the brain or the brain to the hand. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. educated in that way. But <laughs> but there there is... Um, something physical mm -hmm. going on up here okay right that affects as far as I, what I'm under what I was understanding her saying that affects how our train of thought goes so she was trying to draw the distinction because like Natara said um you know power love and a sound mind as believers and like you said we we repeat we repeatedly go to our word because we know that our, the word of God is um, the foremost authority in our lives. Everything that we do and believe and say and think, practice thinking, um, should be based on the word of God as right. believers. But there is something that happens when, when there's trauma or whatever, right? That brain affects the brain at a point where like brain, um, the grooves in our brain, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I was reading, I was studying an adolescent book when I was teaching and getting my credits and stuff. And it was talking about the adolescent brain and how the grooves in the brain are being um, solidified at a certain point, mm -hmm. right? And so if you think a certain way over and over and over again, mm -hmm. it's going to cause a deeper indentation in your brain, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so when we have traumatic experiences, mm -hmm. And our emotions, right, tell us, oh, my gosh, like, respond this way. Mm -hmm. Something has to happen in our brain. If, if that trauma has done something to, our, to our, our brain, something has to happen to overrule that. There, has to be, there have to be practices that we put into play with, I'm going to think this way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. It does not happen just like that. Mm -hmm. right. And that's where a lot of people get lost in the sauce. The, literally, there is an, um, uh, an indentation happening. I hope I'm using the right terms, but happening in our brains. That's why it's so easy for somebody who's always mad and ain't never, that ain't never been addressed. 
That's why it's always easy for somebody who's always mad to go off and slap somebody or go off and cut somebody out. Yeah. Because that's how their brain is Why? sculpted. Right. <clears throat> I like that. Because of whatever. Yes. And so and so this um, mental health professional believer was trying to say, yes, God gives us power, love, and a sound mind. But that sound mind set has to be repeated and repeated and repeated mm -hmm. because it's got to change your brain. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It has to change your brain. A lot of times we feel like, God, it's so easy to think negative. It's hmm. so easy to think negative. Why yeah. is it so hard for me to try and put positive on top right. of that? Right. Because the repetition of the bad has caused an indentation right. in the brain. Right. And so it's right. easier for those thoughts to go down that track. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people, some people need that that resource of right, therapy to right. help show you what's going on mm -hmm. number one mm -hmm. like you're not crazy mm -hmm. okay yeah. you're human yeah. right and, yeah. and and you are wired you are created this way by god right you are created this way and so let me talk to you about because i've been trained let me talk to you about what's happening in your brain right so that we can take this mindset that we are to have as believers right. and we can keep practicing that to change your brain. Right. That is what I think a lot distortion. of people. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Thought distortion. Okay. Yeah. But, but, um, that really caught my attention. And mm -hmm. I think that as believers, we, which is leading us to the next question about, um, why we think some of us, as believers, why do we think some of us avoid acknowledgement of what's going on with us mentally and emotionally? And I think we've touched upon it, but mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody has anything else to add. But I think a lot of times um, we're just we're not educated. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it, it, take, it takes that that willingness to to actually face um uncomfortable things mm -hmm. yep. because facing things like that have not been popular. No. Um, I just think it got to get down to the point where we're going to do this or we're not. Right. We're going to keep trying to live over this or we're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, mm -hmm. There's just sensitive things that we've been through mm -hmm. that we don't want to have to relive. Right. Right. Like, we don't want to have to talk about what happened right. to us. We don't want to have to think about what happened to us. And I think it's just that fear there that stops us from acknowledging mm -hmm. whatever that is that we've been through and now what it's, what it has, uh, or what it's now causing us to, to act out of. Or, you know, I think we just don't want to acknowledge those hurtful things right. and I mean who does <coughs> right mm -hmm. who wants to who wants to just right. talk about all of those things that hurt you yeah you know it's, it's very uncomfortable but I think that's the um that's the fear right. we don't want to have to relive those things mm -hmm. it reminds me of what Montague does when we go grocery shopping so when we go when we go grocery shopping I um I like to get a whole bunch of, you know, you know, groceries, right? Mm -hmm. But when I, when I get home, I just want to wipe it. We still wipe our stuff down, y'all. Mm -hmm. We just want to wipe everything down, put it away, and be done. Mm -hmm. Yes. Montague Blount is going to open up that refrigerator and start pulling things out before we put the, the new, new stuff, stuff. in. Mm -hmm. And I hate cleaning the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you'll pull up and be like, no, 
was this one spaghetti? Because it's green. Right? You start pulling stuff out and it's like, oh, this is just so nasty. You like pull the big drawer out of the bottom then you got like something at the bottom might have been some kind right. of type of oil uh, something yeah, down there. You got to clean. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. But once you, like so many Tupperware containers end up in the sink after, you know, we clean out the refrigerator. But it's such a messy process. Mm -hmm. I just really can't stand it. And he does um, this every time y'all go to the store? Um, when we do like a major mm -hmm. shopping um, he'll he'll go and clean out, or he'll be like, "Did anybody clean out the refrigerator?" <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it's like you you just kind of want to get the new stuff and put it in there. Yes. But when you do that, you you have now your refrigerator. You ever see? I just it don't like. A, I also don't like a clutter. I don't want to clean it, but I don't like a cluttered refrigerator oh, either. That's right. And you be like, "Oh, oh, now what's that back there?" Whoa! Right. Hey, all right. That's that's trash. <laughs> Uh, you know, you got to put the old milk in the front and the new milk in, like the whole process of it is annoying, but it is so necessary. Mm -hmm. And after you do it, the refrigerator is like bling mm -hmm. and now you can put all your new stuff in right, right. and you know, you can just go in there and it's, it's, it's an it's easier process easy. to yes. pick out the ingredients of what you need mm -hmm. to know what you have and, mm -hmm. and all of that. Yes. But it, it's, it's almost the same, Danielle, like what you're saying, you just don't want to kind of trudge okay. up mm -hmm. all that stuff because mm -hmm. uh, it just it doesn't feel work. good. Mm -hmm. You just got to work too. And just yeah. stuff you just don't want to think about. Right, right. Um, you know, we probably all, we might not, you only got two people in your house, but most households have that person who finds the, the, the bad milk and puts Put it, it back, back in the fridge. You'll be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. So now I'm pulling out the bad milk. Who going to throw it away? Me. Mm -hmm. But that becomes how you start reacting mm -hmm, to people mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. stuff that is left undone. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, yes. all you said to me was, Natalia, what size shoe you wear? And I'm like, you don't got to worry about how big my feet are. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't buy my shoes. But all you did was ask me what size. You know what I mean? Because maybe you had some shoes. <laughs> Why? Right? But that's what it be. That, and yes. as annoying as it is to yes. find the bad milk when you're yes. trying to make your bowl of cereal, the other people yes. be looking like, what? Yo, what's wrong with your yeah. girl? Like, you need yeah. to talk to her. Yeah. No, she actually need to talk to a professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, once you start pulling that stuff out, you really do learn. You know, yes. I've had, uh, um, um, uh, and we can talk about it, but I, I always go to Christian-based counseling. Mm -hmm. But I've had a counselor say, all right, Natara, you know, this is, this is your homework. This is what you need to do. Yep. And it's something where I'm like, I don't want to do, why? Mm -hmm. All right. Whatever, I'll do it. And I realize, okay, so this helps. All right, this helps me, helps everybody. This is good. Everybody around you. Yeah, but it's work, and it's, it's work. and it's not natural. Mm -hmm. You know, the natural inclination for some things is, you got a problem, mm -hmm. like, you, you got something to say to me. Right. And, and you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be all that. It doesn't. And we can, it can be fixed. It can be, you know... Mm -hmm. But it just takes, it's not, it's, after a while, it's not natural right. to have the appropriate reaction. Right. Right. Because yep. we've been programmed in a certain way because right. of our experiences. Yes. And, and no, it's not always our fault. We don't always bring that type of thinking on ourselves, especially if it comes from childhood. Mm -hmm. Really, it's a lot of times other people's mistakes mm -hmm. that have fallen on, mm -hmm. on you. Mm -hmm. But still... Somebody gotta do something. Yes, exactly. Or you're gonna be a hot mess all the time. Yes, yes. And, and it's and and you know it it hurts relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, it hurts you, and mm -hmm. then it's gonna hurt the next generation too because yes. you're gonna you're gonna you know they're gonna continue learn. the cycle. Yeah, they're gonna learn, and that's what gets me. Right. You know, when I think about my children. <clears throat> yeah. 
um, just like we didn't ask for any dysfunction that happened to us, right. neither did they. Yeah. Right. And if we have <laughs> the mind, right. because we are believers, mm -hmm. to, um, to make sure we set a firm foundation for our children. Mm -hmm. I had to get over myself and say, Nick, you, I wish you would set them boys up mm -hmm. like that because you don't want to mm -hmm. drop your pride. Mm -hmm. I wish you would. No, it's no, no, mm -mm. no. So we're going to deal with this because generation, generational curses are real, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of time, I think we kind of get lost in the sauce too there. I think a lot of times we look at that as, ooh, spooky, crazy, you know, like mm -hmm. gesture. And, and it is spiritual. Mm -hmm. But I think I've heard you talk about it as well. When you change the habits in your home, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that sets up a firm foundation That's for nice. the next generation mm -hmm. to come. Mm -hmm. Because they are not learning the old tricks of the trade. They right. are learning from a fresh start. Right. And yes, we still, we as believers, we have to know what has um, been in our generational line mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. you know, make the decision to be the ones to stand in the gap and, and let God break that through us. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. It takes a vulnerability too. Mm -hmm. And some of us just don't want to be vulnerable. You don't want to be vulnerable because <laughs> you don't want to deal with the past. But you also don't want to be vulnerable because uh, people haven't always been committed to your well-being. So it takes a vulnerability to go sit and have a conversation with somebody and trust yeah. that this person oh, that I'm talking to and sharing <laughs> my deepest fears, my deepest hurts, <laughs> and all of that is going to help me process through it and give me the tools in my toolbox mm -hmm. so that I can pull out when I need to. Mm -hmm. Because when I went to mom, when I went to dad, when I went to auntie, when I went to this person, that trust was broken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or they used it against me. Or just anything. They used it against me. That turned back on me. They went and told somebody else. They didn't keep confidence. Whatever it was. Um, and I don't know if I want to be vulnerable and allow somebody mm -hmm. into my space with these things yeah. that I'm dealing with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it takes a level of vulnerability and sometimes people just don't want to do it. So. And I think one more thing to just add to everything, it's pride that stops some of us too. Oh, definitely. Why do I need it? I right. don't need it. You need it, but I don't need it. <laughs> right. I need it. You know, I think it's also pride and even in, um, you know, you may hear of, we just may hear of people who just really shun you know, the thought of mental therapy because they just truly feel like they're good. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need that kind of help. Mm -hmm. That kind of help, whatever that kind of help is. Right. I don't need that kind of help. Like, I'm good where I am. You know, so I think it's also pride. Yeah, definitely. That stops us too. Mm -hmm. Do we? Do you think that there is a place for certified mental health services within the church framework? And if so... Why, what might that look like to you? And I'll, I'll start because I've had time to think about this. But okay. I do. And, I, and actually, I, you know, I, I believe I, I've talked to people and heard that there 
there are lots of church ministries who have mental health services in them right. today, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for many of the reasons that we have just stated, on one level, pastoral care, pastoral counseling um, is the jam. I mean, that, you know what I mean? We ought to be able to talk to our pastors about mm-hmm. close to the best things that we see are <clears throat> causing trouble in some kind of relational capacity or what have you, mm-hmm. um, or just within us. I, I believe that churches ought to be equipped to service in this mental health way, though, professionally. Yes. We, and, and that might be you house it, you know what I mean? You got a program running in your church. You got members who are mental health professionals, right. and let's get it going. Right. Or if we do not, I think that we we should have some kind of uh, a connection with a program, with an organization, a mm-hmm. partnership that we can refer members to. Right. Once we see that they need more scaffolding, right. you know what I mean? Right. I agree. It it um the, the the sermonizing, the word of God that we get weekly. You know what I mean? Um, we need that. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, some need a scaffold between the two, though. Right. Some need a mental health professional to hold our hand. Mm-hmm. And for all of, all of the things we said, and walk us through, um, walk us through our thinking and processing our emotions. Mm-hmm. I was actually speaking to my therapist this week earlier and she she is a, a blood washed believer she deals in deliverance she's she, she's all she's in all of that she, mm-hmm. she understands all of that and she said that um people got to know their lanes mm. right and <clears throat> we need churches need to know when to when to hand off hand it off that's mm-hmm. right because the way that um, if we are in turmoil mentally and emotionally on a repeated basis, mm-hmm. God is not changing the way that he comes to us. But if we are in turmoil emotionally and mentally on a repeated basis, that can badly affect how we present ourselves to him. Right. That's correct. That is correct. And that's, um, that's not good. Right. You know, there's like... Um, I can speak for myself. It has been almost like sometimes there's there's been like a wall, like a literal barrier that I have had to try and hurdle over mm-hmm. to get to the space where I feel like me and God can relate. Based on going ahead and uprooting what I saw as being traumatic. Mm-hmm. Right, going ahead and dealing with that and doing the work and you know, it not necessarily feeling better right off the bat. You know, it's, it's, it, you gotta get up under there, get dirty, messy. Yeah. But based around a traumatic event for me, um, there was like a literal wall sometimes that I felt like it was just I kept doing this. Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to get, you know, with everybody else on, let's praise God, y'all. Come on, y'all, y'all know we, the Lord is worthy and and, you know, and I'm not saying all this to, to, cause you know, we lead worship every Sunday. Cool. We in front of the people, yeah. encouraging them yeah. to come after God, to praise God and whatever. And, and he has enabled us to do that. But I'm just talking about that inner experience. Mm-hmm. 
it was like a literal wall. Like Nick, you just gotta get, you gotta get over it, mm -hmm. over it to to feel like you're in the clear. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? To feel free. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that that whole barrier thing is not. It's never. It's never keeping God from coming to you like he wants to. Mm -hmm. But you mm -hmm. keeping is keeping you, you mm -hmm. from yeah. from going Very to true. God like mm -hmm. he wants yep. you to. Mm -hmm. Very true. So so yeah, mental health, um, professional mental health, somehow, some way, partnerships within the church, I definitely, definitely, definitely am for it. I also think that we need to be careful um, unleashing our stuff on just anybody. Right. And I'm not talking about, girl, because they're going to talk behind your back. Not, not, it, not with that, but there are some things other people just can't handle. Right. I've had conversations with people, and then I'm, I'm, I'm not good for like a couple of days. Not because I experienced it, because I'm just so heavy with what they said. Right, right. And some, some stuff is just a lot for, for you to be just trying to unleash on other people and think that they can pat you and make you, and make you better, and, yeah. then, and then they're good. I've, I've yeah. just lost sleep. Because of something someone else told me. And I'm not saying that, you know, you don't want to share. But I, I just feel like sometimes it's not always appropriate. Yeah. Um, you just don't know what it is that other person might be grappling with. That, that what, now what you have said has triggered them as well. Mm. Um, so we, you know, I have to be mindful. It's almost like what I, you know, what I tell my, my kids. I'm like, all right, so if I'm having like a conversation that they don't want to hear whether we're talking about sex or mm -hmm. you know something like that and they're like mom mm -hmm. i'm like okay so wait you want to hear from an adult who know what she's talking about mm -hmm. or you want to hear from another kid who's just as dumb as you mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to figure out what you're looking for because mm -hmm. it's it just it, it isn't always helpful they might just speak off the top of their head and say something that is not relevant something that it does does not pertain to your situation mm -hmm. something that that isn't really um what you need in the moment and they might just feel like well i gotta say something i gotta help you you don't drop this bomb on me mm -hmm. and now you're walking away with with some tools you don't even need mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um or or you're walking away and you dump a load yep. you know the, the bible does not say cast your cares on your friend mm -hmm. cast your cares on your mom cast your cares it does not mm -hmm. you know he says cast them cares on me mm -hmm. He, he can, uh, you know, give us the, 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 the burden to lighten that burden and yeah. to, to make that yoke easy. Nobody else can, can yeah. do that. So I, I feel like when we start trying to um, dish out like trauma, not like, girl, let me tell you what so-and-so said. Mm -hmm. that, that conversation we can have. Mm -hmm. But if, if I was raped mm -hmm. when I was 17 and then I just come and I just tell you about it and then the room is quiet. Now what? Mm -hmm. What what we what we gonna do with that? Mm -hmm. Now you need to go. You, here go the phone number. Like you need to call somebody. Yeah. I, what we, what I'm gonna do? Yeah. So we need to be careful um, of making unqualified people our our you know giving them the burdens that they can't mm -hmm. help. They mm -hmm. can't carry it with mm -hmm. us or, or right. for us. Yeah. Just because we go to church. Just because go to church. Right. Right. Like to it and to expect our pastors um, to, to just be able to, to take that stuff and just, you know, help us navigate through it. Mm -hmm. they, they, they're, they're, we can't expect them to always mm -hmm. be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they can give us scripture, they can lay hands on us. And, and all of that, I, I know that 
that stuff is effective. But again, if we're not, if we don't have the right lens or if we still kind of have a wall up, um, how much of that are we receiving and how, how, how free are we aside from that moment, outside of that mm -hmm. moment when another trigger has occurred? Right. Mm -hmm. Do we go back to the same place? Mm -hmm. Because we haven't unpacked it appropriately. Yes. So we just have to make sure that we, that we understand some things just aren't, aren't going to be fixed in a, in a conversation like, girl, I just needed to vent or I just needed to mm -hmm. tell somebody. Mm -hmm. some, some things are appropriate for that and others are not. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And that helps us to keep, uh, you kind of hinted at it, it helps us to keep unfair expectations off of Correct. our leaders, mm -hmm. off of our pastors. Yeah. Because of that very reason. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And yeah. I know that's, that's something that I know you and I talked about as far as the importance of incorporating mental health specialists into the church so that the pastors aren't the only person or two people who are receiving everyone's everything. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, now granted, they're pastors, they're shepherds, they have an assignment, right? Mm -hmm. But to help with not placing that unfair expectation on them mm -hmm. or on him or her, you can now <clears throat> go to someone else yes. right. that can help as well. So. Um, I think that takes burdens off of the leaders exactly. yes. of the church. Yes. Definitely. But also unfair burdens off of your spouse, unfair burdens yes. off of your children. I right. mean, I've had times where I'm like, why, why, why did my mom tell me that? I'm supposed to do but I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with that. That was too much for me. I don't need to know that happened to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, it, you know, so not only for our leaders, but also just friends, family, yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. um, it's just not always appropriate. Yeah. Knowing, knowing who you can share your stuff with, mm -hmm. that, like what you were saying that like to know, okay, I can talk to this person about this, but I can't talk to them about that. Right. right. Knowing dynamics of relationships, knowing, um, what's appropriate to share with your children and yep. what's not, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or, or anyone for that matter. So, mm -hmm. and last, last to this, cause Nikki said something one time and I'm paraphrasing, I might be wording it wrong, but she said, you know, I'm I'm going to counseling because there's just some stuff I'm not ready to share with anybody. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and that counselor is outside of anybody mm -hmm. yes. because that is a professional you're dealing with. They don't know your cousin. They don't know your daddy. Right. They right. don't know right. your. So right. they're not like, girl, he did that again. Right. Girl, I'm so sick of him. Right. When you leave him. Right. <laughs> like so. <laughs> right. So like that. It's it's a separate. You know, I always say this about someone who's very close to me who just hasn't gotten the help yet. I'm like, she can't keep talking to me. She can't keep talking to you. We are connected to all of that stuff that she's yes. dealing with. Yes. And you know, we have, we're a little bit of a stakeholder. You can't come to us. You know, we're too involved. Too involved. You have got to like That's go good. outside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and talk to someone who really is, uh, I can't think of the word, but you know, they're not personally mm -hmm. in, yeah, in, yeah, in right. the situation, mm -hmm. exactly. in your health, they right. are. So they look at it from a whole different exactly. perspective. That's right. And, and, um, I don't know, I think this is segueing into the next question. Okay. okay because that's why I went. Mm -hmm. That is exactly why I went. I did one. I did not want to share. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't ready to share, but I just didn't want to come to y'all with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't want to come to you, th this group, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go to my other, my other good girlfriend group. Mm -hmm. I just good didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I, I need to go to somebody who does not know Lynn. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't know her. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know my background. None of that. And their job is to solely help me process through this stuff that mm-hmm. I'm going through. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is exactly why I did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't know me. So I... It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's this is your job. Yeah. yeah. Let, let all right, let's get to it. Yeah. Correct. And that that's it's the same. And I think the last straw, um, I can't remember where I, I was in a funny little space. This was before the pandemic. Um, but um I had at least three times that week cried to my husband about stuff going on. And my husband about who's stuff going just, on externally or internally? Um both. Mm-hmm. Both. And I just wound up, each time I talked to him, I wound up crying, like just crying. Mm-hmm. And he just sat there. And that's all he could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. And, and he was the only one I trusted with yes, the information. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was like, oh, okay. You can't help me with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he didn't and, and I love that he, he didn't try to fake like he could fix it. Yeah. He yeah, was just, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and and I was like, I'm probably making him real uncomfortable. <laughs> like what right? And then I realized like, babe, I think I need to talk to somebody mm-hmm. who can help. And he was he was all he was like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. all right, that's something you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um and that's when I realized that that's just something I needed to do right. yeah. for where I was mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And like someone told me before, you don't have to do it all your whole life. Mm-hmm. It was a season. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I remember so. the counselor saying, all right, I think we're done. Mm-hmm. I think we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that doesn't mean, cause now we're, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a, a counselor again. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time he was like, I think we're done. You know, mm-hmm. my number's here. You can always, and, mm-hmm. and that was, and that was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. Uh, Quasi, I had the same kind of experience with Quasi. Mm-hmm the only person I trusted with the information and at some point he was like Nick I can't be your therapist mm-hmm. and this was and, and I had seen a therapist before right this was in the space where I was not when he said this to me and I was like you know what doggone it you right and that's why I didn't set up another <laughs> okay. All right. well y'all thank you for uh, hanging with us before I forget to do this call to action you know if you enjoyed this if you like this please like um, this video, please subscribe um, to the different channels, be it on a podcast or on YouTube and what have you, and share. Please, please, please share. As um, you know, we we believe that this is definitely yeah rich for us, but um, we believe this is rich for many, many, many others. Mm-hmm. So we thank y'all for being to being here with us today on this episode of Sharpen, where. No matter the conversation, we always end up whittling life down to what matters most. And we hope, as always, that while you hang out with us, you will be inspired to do the very same. Is that, is that right? Very same? And you will be inspired You're to the do English the same. You're the English teacher. Right. Like, very. Yes. I mean, Insane yeah. is an adjective. So anyway, we hope that as you hang out with us, y'all, you will be inspired to do the same. I'm a business teacher. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. What?